0: Ultimately, the goal is to ease the guidelines and open things up to very large sections of our country as we near the end of our historic battle with the invisible enemy. We have to keep this in perspective. There is no reason to panic. We have the best healthcare system in the world here. So uh, when you're saying what happened in other countries versus what happened here, uh, we don't even think it's going to be as bad as it was in other countries.
1: I said earlier today
0: that I hope we can do this by Easter, and what a great timeline this would be. Easter is our
1: timeline. What
0: a great timeline that would be. It's going away now. It'll go away. Things go away, absolutely. It's uh, no question in my mind, it will go away. Please, go ahead. President Biden's first full day at the helm comes exactly one year, one year, after our country recorded its first coronavirus case. We are now well over 24 million cases, 410,000 dead that is because of a toxic year of malpractice and malfeasance let me be very clear things are going to continue to get worse before they get better better
1: That, that don't that can only make me Congrats on the twenty thousand you guys really. Congratulations. Welcome to That the Don't Kill Me, a podcast about health, illness, and disability. I'm Kendall. I'm Jamie. And today, we're coming back at you with Season, season two. 2.
0: Season 2. Pew, pew,
1: pew, pew.
0: American <laughs> Crisis, Lessons in Leadership from the COVID-19 <laughs> Pandemic.
1: <laughs> Is that Andrew Cuomo's book?
0: Yes. It's also the name of our Season 2 because we've learned a lot. and um, But <laughs> we're perfect. done learning because it's over now.
1: It's over now, yeah. Yeah. It's over. Oh, I... Speaking of Andrew Cuomo's book, Mm -hmm. this is a bit of an aside, but he gives daily briefings. For those who don't know, Andrew Cuomo is the governor of New York. Mm -hmm. Jamie and I both live in New York. Mm -hmm. He gives these like briefings about COVID and he has these like very cheesy sayings. And one of them is like, stay humble um, about (laughs) COVID. And the whole joke there is that he is writing a book. Based on how he apparently defeated COVID in New York, um, even though it's still thriving and also horrible. Is that a joke
0: that he's in on?
1: No, he's not in on the joke. He's not
0: in on that joke. Only
1: (laughs) Twitter.com is in on the joke. Yeah. So, um, wow, my hair is really... Yeah, so it's it's really funny. Yeah. Um, But anyway, we're back and we're so excited to be back. It's been a... A while it's been really? a while, it's
0: been like almost a, a year, right? I mean, yeah, not, and m- even
1: before that, we had only done like one episode,
0: yeah, right. Um, well, I think we should address why we've taken so much time off, especially while there was a major health story going on for a year. Um, it's because we got the gig to make the vaccine, and <laughs> yeah. we decided to put away all of our distractions and focus. There was no on space for we a done. hobbyist
1: podcast.
0: Yeah, right. It was, when we were
1: like tasked with saving that's the world, really, it's really
0: a full time. <laughs> it's a full time gig. It's it's like it's like a job that says like you have unlimited PTO but that really means like you'd have no PTO. They were like, yeah, it's 9 to 5, but like you shouldn't be going from the lab to your podcast yeah, studio. Yeah, we
1: just we also were dealing with a lot of um uh, secrets. Um and so yeah. we couldn't we couldn't discuss any of the IP that we were developing for the yeah. vaccine, you know, yeah. because this technology is something that is so sophisticated and such a huge health advancement um we just thought you know we can't share we can't just go from working on this like highly secret endeavor that's going to save the world to um spilling all of those secrets for you guys on the podcast right yeah exactly we also
0: yeah we were we were joe biden also told us you know, like how he created the virus and where it came from. And they were like, just don't put yourself in front of a microphone now that you know this uh, information. Just, just until November.
1: Just until November. <laughs> okay. But like, actually, Joe Biden didn't create the virus. I feel like we actually have to be very specific about Do we have to this. say that? Do we actually have <laughs> to say I think we that? do. I think we do. People,
0: do people really know? I
1: think, I think, yes. Uh, I think, yes. Okay. Maybe yeah. not people who listen to our podcast, but- yeah. Certainly people out there.
0: Yeah, Joe Biden did not create the virus. It was a group effort. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Uh, oh, good yeah, so, times. But yeah, we've been away. And, yeah. now, and now we're back.
1: And now we're not away.
0: Now we're not away. We're back.
1: Um. So I think it makes most sense to start this episode off in the ways that we've always started our episodes off, which is... Rating our pain.
0: Rating the pain scale, yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the, the Wong-Baker pain scale. Yes. One um, is no pain. Yes. Ten is a lot of pain. Ten is all the pain, yeah.
0: You know, it's interesting, what I hadn't thought about is the faces you can't really do. With masks. During COVID, because people can't see your face. Mm. I wonder how they're asking kids to rate their pain these days.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Do you want to go first?
1: Um, sure. <laughs> my pain as of this moment, five. Yeah. I'm going to give it a five. Yeah. I don't know about you, Jamie, but the pandemic really has totally changed my pain scale mm. Um, because... I just now have a new understanding of how un um, how just unbearably low we can be.
0: Right. Yeah. Um,
1: like it's just a new, it's perspective. Really. Like yeah. the bar is on the Ch- floor. Changes your threshold. at this point. Yeah. Yes, the threshold is different. So, with that being said, right now, I'm at a five. I feel like I'm I'm. I've got a lot of covid anxiety mm-hmm. and covid feelings. I'm I'm suffering from isolation as we right. all are. Right. And um I'm also dealing with Lyme which I acquired right. in the pandemic because you know, I spent so much time outside because that was the only option. Oh, and yeah. then you I needed a souvenir, course. yeah, something to
0: remember the time. <laughs> yes, by. exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, so that is causing a bit of. Uh, it's still in my life, and it's causing mm-hmm. only a little bit of chaos at the moment. But, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it, I feel like you know, I feel like I'm pretty good, right? Like I feel like I'm, uh, am employed. And I feel grateful for that and I'm working from home and I feel grateful for that and I have a place to be and I have people who are, I'm actually living with my parents right now so I have people around me um, even though they are the same two people that I've been around for quite some time right. uh, and I feel grateful for those things. So it's like only, it's really a straight down the middle answer today. Yeah that makes what, sense what about you
0: i'm i'm probably right in the same same spot not a very compelling answer but i'm around to five i am like i'm starting to go a little stir crazy like winter stir crazy plus mm-hmm. just you know haven't really been going many places are doing many things i needed to get warmer in new york asap mm-hmm. um me too i need to be able to like sit on my balcony and like I don't know, have a drink and watch the sunset, which it's too cold to do that now. Um, yeah. But like, I agree with you. There is something, the threshold has changed also because like every day I feel like you can, it's like if you can answer the question, like, did I get coronavirus today with no, then you're like, well, that was a pretty good day.
1: Yeah. That was a, My that was one a caveat to that is that like, I other bad. when things I when I had like when I had my lime at the very peak, yeah, um, I was absolutely destroyed, and yeah. I wonder, and it was for about three months, and I wonder that I was just absolutely destroyed, <laughs> um and I wonder like. Is Lyme worse than COVID? Well,
0: that's like, yeah, that's that's uh, the that's an interesting question. Right?
1: It's 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 really a rolling the die kind of question, and like, right,
0: you have no idea, w- universe, what? yeah,
1: God, whoever is up in the sky, I am not trying to, right, I am not trying to find out, right, exactly, but I am not you, trying to find but out. But
0: you would, you could make the the argument. I think we certainly can with all we've been through. Otherwise. That if you consider the type of person who can recover from covid, there are a lot of things that are worse than covid
1: <laughs> oh, an endless list, yeah, honestly, right. yeah, but but for some people, it's incredibly deadly, yes, of and course. it's and it's also just like one of those things where or incredibly long term, right. and it's one of those things you just don't know what you're gonna get
0: right. I yeah. mean,
1: obviously, there are you know percentages and data that can like guide you to what they you could presume will be your experience right but it's still a bag of it's just you're just reaching your hand in and just grabbing something out and it's a
0: question you don't want to answer yeah
1: Yeah. it's a question I'm unwilling to answer I'll say that but I know a lot of people who are willing to
0: Definitely, so. yeah, and we'll and we'll talk about them. We've we've invited many of them to come on the show today. Um,
1: <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> uh, so we yeah, would not give them a platform.
0: <laughs> no, they have they have enough platforms. Um, <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to know like what they're thinking.
1: Everyone wants to know what they're thinking. Yeah, uh, but you know, they they just share they, they share on social media, right? And they, tell they us. just.
0: Yeah, we don't have to go in search of it. They tell us. No, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's that's our that's our pain scale for the week. That's our check in. Uh, this is going to kind of, I mean, this is going to be a COVID year in review recap app, kind of about our feelings about everything and, and where we've been. Where do you, where should we start? What what should we?
1: Um, I just want to start by saying that <laughs> if we look back at a year ago, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, a little, uh, it's a little, we're a little shy of a full year. Yeah, am not going are I'm not, yeah, gonna, we're a, we're a I'm not willing f- to give us that yet.
0: We're, we're, we've reached a year if you consider the first case in the U.S. It's sure. not a year if you consider, yeah, when people started acting. Like when it got was a real, pandemic. real.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people changed
0: their daily lives. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I will just say that like, my goodness, how little we knew. and Right. And, I just had, I'm like, oh, by the summer it will be over. Right. Yeah. Ha 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 yeah. ha ha ha, yeah. ha. I just, I think the, the, the thing that strikes me the most about talking about this from the perspective of a year later is just how absolutely dang long this has been.
0: Yeah. And right.
1: how mind numbing it is. Like yeah. the concept of, I think this is so reflective of my experience in so many ways of like my health experiences else uh, and other times in my life, but having the lack of concept of what the old normal was yeah, and feeling like there's no possible way you'll ever get back to that. Right. Um, and I feel like this is something that I'm hearing a lot um, from like friends and coworkers and family, like, Will we ever get back to normal? Will we ever be able to like psychologically undo from this, you know, terror? And like, while I think there are going to be repercussions that we'll be dealing with for quite some time, I can uh, unequivocally, and I don't know, maybe you have a different opinion on this, Jamie, but I can unequivocally say that we will go back to normal and yeah, that things sure. will totally. We will have a life where we forget that this existed Absolutely. at some point. Absolutely. Um,
0: I think it's. It yeah. sounds
1: unfathomable at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I think it's like guaranteed that that's that that's going to happen. I agree with you. I agree with you there because, um, and we can we can talk about sort of the ways in which elements of COVID look familiar to us from our experience with chronic illness, but like people. People will need to forget. Mm-hmm. It will be like, yeah, a a uh, absolute necessity that people mm-hmm. forget what happened uh, and and just move back to everything they were doing beforehand. Um, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like in the times of my life where I felt, and there have been many where I felt like. Oh, this is never, I'm never going to have a normal life again.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, even, even as most recently as a few months ago when I was like right. in the, th- in the throes of, of a Lyme situation, feeling like I would never feel better ever, ever, ever again. Right. And I would yeah. never have a normal life again. Right. And now I'm in three months later, I'm in this totally different situation where. I 100% believe that I'm going to fully recover and have a normal life again. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not fully there now, but I 100% believe I will be. Right. And I feel like there are so many times when I had my transplants. Like, I vividly remember just, like, being in the hospital on the 4th of July when I was 11 after my first transplant thinking, like, literally watching outside The window um seeing the fireworks outside the window thinking will my life ever be normal again like will i ever get to be the people who are outside watching fireworks like will i ever get to be the people i see outside my window walking on the street walking down the street like how is their life going on and totally normal and my life is totally ended and stopped right and uh and i just know just from pure repetition of being in that place coming out of it that that this this too will end.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One thing I, I want to ask though is like there, there are millions, I mean tens of millions of people just in America who will, COVID will end and it will be like nothing happened and they will go back to their lives. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about normal, like the normal we get to when we recover from illness, that's I think kind of a different thing. Then the normal, a lot of people who get out of this without contracting COVID will get well, back Well, what to.
1: what is normal, right? Like, I think the, right. the key that's like first off, I think that that's like a hard question to answer, right? Because everyone's normal is so different, right? So I I guess I stopped. Like, this is a very philosophical way of thinking about it, but I feel like you and I were we were born with our issues, right? Our things, right. like. What is normal to us? That's kind of what I mean. There's we've never had a normal.
0: Even getting like to full health or whatever, right? Getting to a place where we're right the best we can be. Yeah, we will never have the blank slate. Literally, underlying circa
1: 2019.
0: Yeah, right. But even you in 2019, like you are not that. That's not Kendall with like a blank slate completely 100 no, percent never body. I'll never yeah. I'll
1: never have that
0: right right
1: yeah I think for some people it will it will stay this will have I mean people who have lost loved ones right people who have lost jobs people who have lost um, their own health in a longer term capacity from covid all of those people um people who have mentally suffered, Right. I think all of those people will have a new normal.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And I think there will be a good portion of people who come out completely unscathed. Right. And that's just just life. Right. Like that yeah. happens, I guess. Yeah. Um but I don't know if everyone's I don't okay, maybe completely unscathed is unfair because I think I think none of us can be completely unscathed by all of this. Yeah um
0: well there's even people who are who are maybe like mentally experiencing nothing from this and are are doing fine but who maybe have have never
1: met a person (laughs) yeah
0: or well but who maybe have like lost their job right or uh we're up we're about to get a promotion in 2020 that never materialized Mm -hmm. because of because of the economy or 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 whatever like i agree with you that there's probably it it probably touches
1: but i think some of those losses will be grieved and will be you know it will have changed things but we won't even know i don't know like i just i think uh i do think even for people who it has like rattled and has shaken and has changed things like there will be a, a normal that is new, but it is, it still feels normal. Like it won't feel like it's,
0: it won't feel like post COVID. It'll just be living.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Life.
0: yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's interesting to hear you say that like you feel because of your experiences with illness that you can say there will be a, a return to normal because of that cycle. I've found kind of in a different way, but maybe you will also agree with this. The way this has stretched out, the way this has played out with the timeline of constantly uh, believing that there was sort of an end in sight to this and that end never coming and the sort of swings of hope and then losing that hope, thinking there's some positive sign and then there not being, that has felt very much like the experience of illness to me. And that, like, when people, I do believe this will end and we'll get back to normal, but I don't believe it's going to, I think it's going to take, like, a lot longer (laughs) still. Um, And it's been interesting watching everyone else kind of understand a little bit what that's like, get a taste of that, and be in a situation that you constantly are thinking is going to end That just never does.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Um, mm, Yeah, I mean, I don't know if people are as thoughtful about all of it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. if I don't mean to say they're metabolizing it that way. Yeah. I'm just saying that's what it looks like to me.
1: Mm Mm-hmm yeah it but at the same time like i feel that too right so right it's it's not like we're getting a pass and they're just experiencing like what it feels like to be us at some level right because ultimately uh i think globally this is obviously the biggest thing we've ever seen but personally it's not the biggest thing i've ever seen right same so um i don't know it's it's and at the same time it's not the it's not the hardest thing i've ever seen and at the same time i think in in a lot of ways people in our situations have it much harder
0: definitely yeah
1: um and by that i mean compromised people. Yeah, right. Um and so i don't know, it has it's caused a lot of stirring in me for sure. Mm. Um and a lot of stirring about ableism and it's and its just pervasiveness.
0: Yeah. I mean, why don't we in get a, into that a little bit? Yeah.
1: In a way that i don't um i don't think i had it was so easy to ignore Mm. when it wasn't in front of my face all the time. Right. Mm. Uh, we've talked a little bit about this, but I think COVID has just been a magnifying glass on ableism Mm. and the ways in which it just is everywhere in my experience of life. And that's a really hard pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. And I don't like the fact that COVID has made me have these feelings. Uh, It's been hard. It's added like another extra layer that I just wasn't anticipating. And in a lot of ways, I felt like at the beginning, at least, oh, I have I have a resource here for people like I can really tell people like I've I've been here. I've seen things. I can tell people how this is how this is. Uh, But they
0: just didn't care.
1: Yeah, they just didn't they care. They just
0: didn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I, I remember feeling that early on of like, oh, this is very similar, and like, finally, like, I, I think maybe I said this before, but like, my experience in the first few weeks was like, oh, finally, the rest of the world kind of knows what this is like, and then it became very clear very quickly. That to the rest of the world it was like, oh no no, this is a completely different thing. This has nothing to do with that. This is this is our own special thing, and it's it's uh, it's hard for us, and it's not like anything else. And there's no one else that's experienced anything like this before that could be useful because um, this is our special hard thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's that's kind of
1: there was a bit of grief for me in that process of realizing that. At the beginning, I felt like I had an I had a perspective and an opinion that really kind of mattered, mm-hmm. and then and that would actually might finally like this is my time kind of yeah right in a weird way like oh I can share things that make people's lives better and that will help them through this and wow I mean we actually get to have these conversations
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then they just didn't happen right and 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 not even that they just didn't happen it also like seems in a lot of ways it became even more of a an assault on it was like not even that it wasn't in the absence of a positive it was also the insertion of a negative i guess like people didn't it's not that they just didn't care it's that they end ended up actively contributing to making it worse and harder for people who have illnesses or disabilities right um and oh, man what a pill what a truly big pill to swallow the grief I felt about this not being the moment that I really wanted it to be mm. and how far away we are from action from that moment existing. Yeah, right. Has like really eaten me alive.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it sucks. It's, uh, it's like we wanted people to step up and th- they didn't. Not only did they not, but it was a kind of, uh,
1: I don't even want people to step up. I just want people to listen.
0: Right. It, and it was also like when they didn't, it was kind of like, oh, then you're never going to do that.
1: Right. It doesn't matter. If not now. Exactly.
0: Yeah. If this doesn't do it, nothing will. You just don't give a shit.
1: But in some ways, Jamie, and, you know, I want to be careful in saying this because I think it's really different. But in some ways, I think a lot about other movements and other experiences that people have had and have felt like time and time again that there was an opportunity to have a real kind of r- dialogue about it and then it didn't happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that has happened in, at least in the racial justice movement since the goddamn dawn of time. Right. And, um, and I think that we have to have hope that eventually there will be m- opportunities, even if it's not this one. Yeah. And that um yeah. I mean, maybe this one is helping some people and maybe we'll get more people aware of the kind of I guess the ways in which ableism is so pervasive in our society, but I I don't think it's I don't think it's a tipping point by any means.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that.
1: I think it's actually like maybe just the start.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Do you want to, should we get into some like specific examples? Do you want to talk about some things that, um, you know, real concrete aspects of this that sort of point to that, that we could maybe talk about?
1: Sure. I mean, I think in the beginning, uh, all the dialogue around who it was going to kill and who it wasn't Mm -hmm. and the ways in which that was like, just echoed across all levels of government and news, if you're an elderly, if you're a sick person, like you're the ones who need to stay inside and everyone else can go on living their life. Right. And there's there the a kind of, of like,
0: there's a lot of like, don't worry. It's only mm-hmm. gonna It's, all, it's,
1: don't it's worry, only don't worry, not kill you all people. These people. Yeah. 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 The disposable ones. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh and that felt really bad at the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Um and then, as soon as it became clear that it wasn't just killing the disposable ones, mm-hmm. it still didn't feel like there was any acknowledgement that that was happening.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and and I mean, chronologically, this is maybe out of order, but I think something that's related to that that is still happening that that uh, drives that home is is the people who say who subtract um, the deaths of people with underlying conditions from the death count.
1: But my God, so many people have underlying conditions. Right. Well, and that's... It's just, that is just, that is just mind-boggling to me.
0: And that's like one of the things that you need to be able to talk about, like we were just saying, when... A moment like this happens and you're having the conversation and we're, we never had the fucking conversation no one no one cares no one wants to listen no one wants to learn in new information um and so like we can't even start at that sort of step one to talk about that so people still pers- persist on with the myth in their heads that it's some that you know having diabetes or unique. something is some unique rare thing right
1: mm-hmm. right yeah yeah Definitely. And I think the whole argument about like, well, we need to the economy argument. Right. Which right? yeah. That the economy is more precious than human lives. Right. Is and I understand the argument. Believe me, I understand it. Like you topple the economy, we got a lot of other bigger problems, right? right. But um and I, I totally appreciate that. But I also think the ways in which we've had dialogue about this has really tipped to me, at least in my opinion, towards preferential treatment for the economy over human lives and in a way that's not even, it's not balanced. Like right. there's just this outwardly clear and uh, just this notion, I guess, that human lives are sacrificable yeah. <laughs> and, and the economy is not and that it's, it's not even just there's like no amount of the, of the economy that's like we should be willing to sacrifice at all. Right. I don't know. It just right. feels weird. I mean, and I understand. Like we have, oh, so many people have been laid off, and I, I get it. And like you know, well, the, I mean, the
0: stupidest part of all of it is that we ended up doing both. We tanked the economy yes. anyway. <laughs> yes, and we're about to hit, you know, a half a million dead in the next m- month or so. Oh, right. But and, <laughs> but both happened because we prioritized the economy because there was this hope that if you could that it might stay intact if you didn't, right. If, if we didn't sacrifice. Yeah. 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 And yeah. when part, in and
1: reality, it just, this halfway, this half done. solution
0: where both, both sides. Right. Right. Just suffering. completely tanking and suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. You know, yeah. Gone. I, I think that's an interesting point that also is relevant to a lot of other debates in healthcare. Um, obviously, in America with the with private control of mm-hmm. uh, of healthcare. And it being a for-profit system, I mean, I think you see that debate when people talk about universal healthcare. They say, well, uh, yeah, we could do it and it could save a lot of lives, but the price tag is this many billion or this many trillion. Or mm-hmm. we could uncouple health insurance from... Uh, from jobs, right? If we could, we could, we could do away with employment insurance. Uh, employment being the way you get your health insurance, but um, for a lot of industries, like having the health insurance motivator, the carrot is how you kind of keep people in line and how you mm-hmm. motivate. Uh, a workforce Mm -hmm. to go after uh, you know a scarcity of jobs Um, yeah I think you see that play out other in other ways where it's like kind of not surprising that that was the same trade-off being put up here and not surprising what the outcome was
1: and honestly if you compare it again I know it's a different situation I'm very aware Um, but the I think you see a lot of this and I was, uh, I've been, I've had consistent conversations about the, all of the protests this summer for, you know, against police brutality and the killing of uh, like just of black Americans, right? Mm -hmm. And some of the, obviously a lot of the critique was around looting, right? Mm -hmm. And my whole thing is that when we have a culture that cares more about corporations and property and money than it does about human life, totally this is this is what we this is what we get. Like, what will make people care? Right. Because if five hundred thousand people dead from a pandemic doesn't make people care, yeah, and seeing a police officer kneel someone to death right doesn't matter. Then what will get people's attention? Like You're truly, right. You're there's right. no. It, it's it's I don't under I don't understand it, right. um, and I don't know if it's just because we just live in a capitalistic society that is so brainwashed. Um, but it really does that. Those parallels really connect for me. Yeah. The, the just complete lack of care for human life and the only thing we respect is if we see a threat to our like financial well being, I guess. Right, right. And I think that the whole thing is just indicative of a society that is completely got their priorities whacked. Right. right. <laughs> and um I don't know, I mean I'm hopeful that we can at least move the needle towards caring about humans again. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know. It, it's hard when you see people's pandemic behavior. Um, I think that that's really challenging. Yeah. Uh, it really challenges me. Like, how can you not understand that your behavior is impacting other people's lives and could sacrifice someone. I don't know. I don't want blood on my hands personally. So I just don't understand the disconnect for people. And, um, but I am hopeful that maybe at least more people will have more understanding after all of this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got to hope so. Right. I mean, the question I keep, uh, See and get asked is, well, what's the number? Right, what's the number of deaths where people start to care, or where people do something? And I think, I think if you're going by that metric, we kind of have to write this one off. I think it's, I think we long ago passed that point where any sort of number can have a, a difference. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we just have to look for other metrics to be and other avenues to be what uh what we use as i don't know incentive to get people to care or whatever because i think on i think on that one that the ship has sailed um yeah i think if people don't care at 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 this point (sighs) at this number of deaths it's not like we're going to hit another number of deaths that they're going to care about or, or they're going to stop um
1: and I do want to give people the benefit of the doubt and say that, like, I do think that there are a lot of people who do care mm-hmm. and who have really been following all the rules and living as best as they can as, you know, considerate as they can in a world that is just honestly quite untenable for all of us. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to say that because I do think like, There are a lot of people who are sitting at home going, does anyone see me? Does anyone know that I've sacrificed my whole life? Um, It doesn't matter, right? right. Especially when we see these people, other people who are not sacrificing, right? And they are going on vacations and they're hanging out with friends and large numbers and you know they're misbehaving right and so I just want to say that it does matter and that like we do see you and if you're listening and you're someone who's sacrificed so much of your life like I think it's amazing and you know what uh what a gift you're giving to like humanity and it does matter right like right. I just think it it's so dangerous that we live in a a, a space that we can't like where people start to feel like their ac- individual actions don't actually matter because of other bad actors. I think that that's dangerous, right? Like yeah. I think every it's not just a like every everyone collectively doing something is really powerful and even your individual action has to be a part of that situation and I'm really grateful that a lot of people have have really respected it and have really so I just want to say that because I think that that's important to say. Yeah, I,
0: I'd love to actually get into that a little bit more because, um, and, and this may be a place where we have some we have some differing opinions or, you know, I, I've kind of found myself in different places um, over the course of this entire thing, sometimes going back and forth um, about the question of individual responsibility, because I... I share sort of the the knee-jerk reaction of when I see someone not masking or I see like 10 Mm -hmm. friends out at dinner or I see someone on vacation having this like gut reaction of like, that's horrible. How could you? You're making this worse. You're spreading X, Y, Z. But I also want to acknowledge that I kind of believe almost 12 months into this, um, and we can talk in a second about the reasons for that, that I kind of think there are no set rules and there are a lot of people who have never uh, been sick before, who can't quite understand things the way that we can, who really are doing their best and maybe are also the ones that are quote unquote misbehaving sometimes. I think there's been an abandonment on a leadership level, federal level and state level. I think
1: I think that is a hundred percent true. I don't I think it's really it's a really hard spot to get mad at individual people. Um and it's a much better thing to be angry at the systems because I think ultimately the system has entirely failed us in this regard
0: mm.
1: and it, around COVID entirely. I mean, at, at every moment, at every turn, it's entirely failed us. Right. And I think, uh, what are people to do? People right. don't have, we had poor public education right. on this matter uh, we, we had, had conflicting a lot of
0: information. Exa-
1: very conflicting info. We still
0: have conflicting information. Yes, on some right. Issues.
1: We have a lot of disinformation happening, yeah. and we have very poor leadership. Um, so and very poor transparency. And so yeah, like I don't. I think you're right. I some people I don't blame. Right. No. I think some people I do because I think some people are smart and they know better yeah. and they're just being selfish. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think there
0: are. Uh, there, are, it's, it's a spectrum. And I, right. I agree. Yes. I find that like the majority of people that I get like kind of annoyed by are more in the category of like don't really know any better. Like are smart people but don't know from like having to wear masks before this or don't know from enduring a year of not being able to do what you want or don't know from the inconsistency that comes with what a medical expert is telling you about an evolving disease situation. Yeah. And are you know, like one of the questions I hear that I've asked as well is like, why can't people do X, Y, Z just this bit longer? Right. And it's like, you talk to most people, they don't understand what is meant by this amount of time longer, right? They're if they've never been yeah, in a situation no, like there's this there's also
1: no guidance there's yeah. no like hey we're going to need everyone to do this for this amount of time and we're going to we're going to do all of these things to enable you to do those things
0: right yeah and, and none of that has been done and it's you're almost a year in if i'm someone who has no experience living life this way i'm like i'm i'm going to go take a vacation because no one has uh, no one can tell me what and when I'm holding for now yeah i I say that thinking you know I'm gonna take a vacation a road trip to another state not I'm gonna you know uh fly to Spain or something that there are there are levels um but i I've like really kind of... I've I've gotten towards the end of my rope with like uh, with my ability to like blame individual people because I just think
1: it also it, just eats it it eats us alive right like yeah, it doesn't yeah. actually do anything productive it just makes us individually feel bad
0: yes it, it does right? and I it absolutely does and I also think that the same a lot of the same people mainly politicians I'm talking about who um have given us misinformation or not enough information or not uh given the the support necessary to get people to do certain things uh depend on a shaming culture that puts all of the weight and the impetus back on ourselves and back on each other it's sir i think that is a really good point it serves them for us to be trust to be blaming one another i mean uh just to call out you know and Andrew Cuomo, for example like one of his favorite things to do is get on his daily briefing oh yeah and say like shame people shame people and say like i don't yeah. know why you're not doing xyz i don't know right. why you you know um and yeah like it allows him to look uh like he's being holier than thou holier than thou tough it allows him to uh there there to be this like appearance of implicit uh instruction like there's like implicitly we all know what to do and it's just that some people aren't doing it um and and, like at a certain point i think like i want to stop doing those people's jobs for them yeah i don't know that that's kind of where i am um you know it's it's tough but uh
1: yeah i mean ultimately i think we all just need this to end (laughs) right and but at the same time it's not going to end anytime soon so i think i don't know about you but i really am finding the need to have a second wind yeah um to get like my second burst of commitment to this thing yeah um to know that I I don't think we're at the. I'm gonna use football as a reference, even though I don't know fuck about football. (laughs) Um, But I don't think we're at the. I I want to say like forty yard line. Is that a thing? I think that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, aren't the yard lines by tens? I think they are. Yeah, but but it goes from
0: it goes from fifty in the middle.
1: Yeah. Down to down, down yeah, right yeah, yeah. right so I don't think we're at the 40 yard line or the 50 yard line I think we're at the 10 yard line I really do I yeah, think we're yeah, at, yeah sure we're we're at the 10 yard line and we yeah. don't want to fumble the ball
0: yes yes right
1: like everyone needs to to be dedicated to not fumbling the ball yeah. at the 10 yard line yes and yeah. that I think is what I'm like envisioning in my head is just we are close. Yeah. We are not we are not super close but we are close. We see the end of the tunnel here. We do. We really do. Right. We can see the light and that is why it feels so goddamn hard because yes. once you can see the light, it's like oh my god, all I want is the light. Yes. And um at least for me that means I need to find a second wind about myself because, and and not count on the fact that I'm at the ten yard line, because I have kind of no control. Like I feel like the goal keeps moving,
0: right? And
1: right now it sounds like we're at the ten yard line, but that could also change. Yeah. And I remember this is so interesting. So when I had my uh, transplants, uh. There was a, uh, anesthesiologist slash like pain doctor who I really liked. And he, I would ask him. And like when you have a transplant, you're in and out of the hospital like a bajillion times after your transplant. Like you get a week out of the hospital, you are like so excited. Um, because it is just hell basically for quite some time and you have a lot of problems and it's just nothing works well and you feel like total shit and it just takes a really long time to recover and I remember I kept asking him he kept on saying it's a marathon Kendall it's a marathon this is a marathon Mm -hmm. and I kept on saying but where am I in the race um and he you know and this this was a question I asked basically for two years like where am I in the race
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um and he kept on saying you're he would like make up different obstacles and the things would keep on it kept on feeling like it was gonna the the race was getting longer right Mm -hmm. um and it you know I was 11 so I was my little 11 year old brain I couldn't really understand what you know, the end could be or where it would be or how it would look like. But to know, I did know I was running a marathon and I did know that there were a lot of like hurdles and pitfalls and holes and different things like oh i sprained my ankle on the side and i need to like get some ice real quick like it was just every time i saw him it was like a new little story about Mm. how the race was unfinished and then my my transplant doctor would say for the first year of your for post transplant this is also something she told me after i had my transplant which was like Okay, I guess that's not that helpful. (laughs) I mean, I guess you don't want to scare someone, but it's uh, you know you don't want people to really know what it's going to be like, but until they're actually in it. But she said, for the first year post transplant, you're mine. Any day that you have that's away from me, and away from the hospital is a gift, Mm -hmm. and that's how you have to think about it. Right. And that reframing. I think was while very difficult, I think ultimately really important mm. because it kind of it's just like, oh, what are what are we what are we in for? How how long is this race? How far f- am I from the end? Those are questions I think we're all asking ourselves constantly in this pandemic. Yeah. And we have to know that while it looks like we're at the 10-yard line right now, We better have a second wind that can get us another 40 yards, I think. Yeah. Because the goalposts could move.
0: I think that's very well put. Yeah. Man, the goalposts have been moving. This entire time. That's basically all yeah. that's happened.
1: I mean, uh, summer. Summer was going to be where it's summer. over. Summer yeah. is over. It's over in summer. We're, and this then it is was going like, to be over oh. by
0: Easter. That's my favorite. That's the oh. one I still think back to. It's over oh, by I Easter. packed for two
1: weeks, Jamie. Yeah,
0: yeah same. Yeah. Over <laughs> and by then
1: Easter. it was not that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep telling myself, like by summer, it will at least be another summer. Yes, And we did one pandemic summer and the pandemic summer we did was way better than the pandemic winter we're doing right now.
0: Absolutely. Yes. That's a very good way to put it. I I haven't thought about that recently, but that's a very good way to put it. That that kind of like no matter what happens.
1: We get a summer. We
0: get a summer and it's going to be much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think that that's a reasonable thing to put your brain around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Personally, so. I've I've written off this upcoming year just so I can be surprised and, you know. But, yeah, I think summer is, like, the reasonable, yeah, way to think about it.
1: I think... I don't know. I mean, the other thing I was going to say was and this is maybe opening a can of worms that we probably shouldn't get into at least this far into the episode but i think the other thing that this pandemic has been like particularly um cha- what has been particularly challenging for me is a couple of things i guess so one is just this attitude of uh clearly people have never had any inconvenience in their entire life mm. Um, And so just like watching people's attitudes about something that is hard and them having to deal with something that is hard and them just being like completely kind of aggrieved by it all. Mm -hmm. Like, how could this possibly be happening to me? Um, And then I think the other part of it, which is actually kind of hilarious and hypocritical of me is that. I have a bit of an attitude of like this shouldn't be happening to me because I've already had hard shit.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Same.
1: So out of I'm talking out of both sides of my ass. Yeah. I a hundred percent realize that.
0: I didn't need I didn't need uh, to take another year away. I've already yeah. lost a lot of years. We're not yeah. taking another one away. That's bullshit. Yeah. yeah.
1: And the feeling yeah. like just when I was getting my life back and just when I was feeling like, okay. And, I'm I like can live the life I want to live yeah this happens not great yeah not a great feeling yeah um and so while I am annoyed by other people feeling aggrieved by it I'm also feeling very aggrieved by it yeah I think
0: (laughs) everyone is allowed to feel aggrieved for one reason or another
1: I know I do too to be clear I just am also annoyed
0: no I feel I feel
1: that for sure (laughs) There's, but there's no
0: I keep one, on. Yeah, I'm saying there's no one that I'm like. It's cool if you think this is totally great. Like I don't think that's a real person. Who would yeah, awesome. I
1: also think that I have also had to keep in mind that, and I'm very aware of this. That everything that I feel and everything that is so hard about the situation for me, there's someone that has it like far far worse. Yeah. Right. And. Uh, trying to be really grateful and like really orient myself in gratitude around the things that I do have. Um, yes. And that's been so much easier post like Lyme being a huge problem. Cause that like, honestly, like I didn't even think about COVID when I had like, when I was really sick with Lyme because I couldn't even like function in a daily way. Right. So that was actually kind of a little bit of a break from COVID in a weird way. Um, not the break I wanted. Uh, it was it just—it was like so much worse. <laughs> so I just was like, "Oh, if I just have to deal with COVID, then I'm totally fine," right. you know. Right. And then, of course, and this is how I know that we're all gonna lose perspective, and this is gonna eventually fade into our lives. I was just thinking, oh, if I could just recover from Lyme. I will be so absolutely grateful and I will just be so have such a good attitude about being bored with COVID. I'm going to have such a good attitude. I will be so just so happy that I'm feeling better and I will just not have any feelings about COVID isolation at all. Yeah. And here I am and I'm so happy. I feel better and I would like to feel even more better and I still I now have feelings about COVID isolation. <laughs> like, let me out. Yeah. And this I'm fucking like, sucks. Yeah. And I am really eating my words. Yeah. So I guess that just means that we will all eventually forget that this happened.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And and that gives me more hope than anything else.
0: Yeah. The only thing I was going to say about about predictions, I mean, it's it's hard, it's probably wise not to make any predictions anymore because things never happen the way we think they're going to. Um, I
1: don't know if you've hit this point, but I've hit the point where I don't want people to send me COVID news.
0: Yeah, I've pretty I'm much. Like, yeah,
1: I no, we don't know shit about shit. I've
0: been <sighs> I've been trying to keep up with vaccine distribution news a little bit.
1: Different than like like the COVID variant news. Yeah, right? I have no
0: I have no interest. Don't tell me about it. I don't want to hear about it as far as I'm concerned doesn't exist.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's that's how I feel because we know nothing about it. Yeah. And right. it it means literally nothing right now.
0: Yeah, it's like did you hear this? Yeah, I heard a, th- a thousand things. Mm-hmm. What does any of that mean? I don't. Yeah.
1: I have gotten to the point where I'm like I just do not need you to send me news. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I will when something is actually definitive, I will know.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: And I'm doing all that I can anyway. So Yeah. I don't need any scare tactics. I don't need any. And I am beginning to feel like media is really doing the media thing where they just blow up every single thing that exists. Yeah. To make it into a big headline so they get eyeballs.
0: Everyone is looking at them right now and they don't know what to do. And so they're, they're turning up turning up the knobs that's also that, that's one of the things that like i felt uh you know it's like it's like a QAnon anti-masker thing to be like the media is keeping you in fear about this and that's one of the things that i'm like yeah they are you're 100 percent right mm-hmm. you, you guys nailed that one mm-hmm. um i just have a different conclusion about what that means but i do too yeah yeah, and the only other so, thing I was going to say, predictions. I mean, kind of the the big um, element in talking about where we've been for the past year with all this. That's very different. Is we just got a new president th- three days ago.
1: Thank God. Yes, <laughs> and
0: we Jamie, I mean, we
1: have not been working people without Trump. You and me, right? Yeah, like we were literally graduated with trump yeah true like we graduated and the world gave us trump
0: yes yeah awful no thank you um and so that will hopefully change a lot of things now i don't expect uh everything to get fixed um nor do i think the president alone is going to be able to fix something that has gotten so bad at this point but um that's a big variable and we're considering kind of there like, were no plans. Yeah, there were there were no plans. No plans. Yeah. Just a note scrawled do something eventually question mark. Um Yeah. So we, we'll Fauci see. Fauci is
1: like absolutely giddy. What? Watch watching Fauci is like watching like a giddy schoolboy. He just cannot even believe his freedom.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah
1: i don't it's it's wild it's like it's 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 this situation where i feel like we don't even know what we're gonna uncover that they did
0: well yeah i was actually about to say like the 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 question of like we don't know the information coming out now we don't know what it really means i think as with most like massive american Mm fuck-ups we're gonna learn the majority of true information in 10 years like, that's when we're going to learn the majority of the I stuff. I literally
1: just, like, <laughs> face-planted into my microphone because that was so true. <laughs>
0: like, that's when we're really going to start to know what's actually w- true about any of this. Um, when when the uh, expose is come out in 10 years, um, uh, and when, like, secret documents are uncovered or declassified or whatever the fuck um i really so, don't
1: think it's gonna tell much of a story other than the fact that like we just royally we did fucked up
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: i don't think it's like i'm not in a well, i know you're not getting at this but like i'm not thinking like oh the government did some like Super secret, manipulative thing where it, you know, like I'm not a conspiracy theorist, right? right? Like I'm not thinking you're trying to like, at least incur, like I, I'm not thinking that that's where you're going or no, getting no, no. at. Yeah. I think it's mostly like just the deep negligence. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's file not found. There's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Well, is that a good place to leave it? You think? Do I think so. Else? I mean,
1: look life overall has been just like unbelievably bad (laughs) in the last year and i think that that's just if like people listening feel that their life has been unbelievably bad like we're right there with you
0: yep it's bad you're allowed Um, to feel bad about it um
1: and if you feel bad it's because it objectively is bad
0: yeah right
1: that's what I like to tell myself when I'm feeling really bad. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling bad because it's objectively bad. This is, is like, bad,
0: yeah. At the like at the end of 2020, when the, there were all those posts going around, there was like, if all you did this year was survive, like that's okay. I was like rolling my eyes at that, and then I was like, what did I do this year? Oh yeah, I like didn't die from COVID. That's I feel okay, and not to say that it's an accomplishment on on myself, but it's like I don't have to have done anything else. Yeah. And that's yeah,
1: all. I feel very much that way as well. Uh, I mean, I didn't do shit. I didn't yeah, do shit. And get anything done. Um, and so, I mean, honestly, biding time is really what the name of the game is. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm just trying to get through the days here. Yeah. And I don't think that that's a bad, that's a bad way to live at this it's point. Not,
0: it's a marathon, as you said.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah well thanks so much for listening to us um we we hope we provided you with at least some things to think about and maybe we said something that really uh you know resonates resonates yeah that's the idea
0: um and if not (laughs) i don't want to hear about it
1: yeah don't tell (laughs) us
0: i really do what we all do with everything now and just kind of sit in it on your own, <laughs> stewing that resentment.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the American way. Um, See you next week. Work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. That, that, that don't kill me can only-